Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is episode 116, and this is going to be the Roy Weber homicide part three. Um, before we get into into this, um, I'd like to make you aware of a, a new book that just came out by uh, Dave McGrath. It's entitled The Monsters, The Life and Crimes of Wayne Chapman and the Machine He he Fed. You know, in the 1970s, um, the 60s and the 70s, uh, in New England itself, uh, it was somewhat prolific in the number of serial killers, child abductions, Child pornography rings, adult pornography rings. Uh, a lot of people aren't really aware of that. You know, we think of New England as a picturesque uh, little towns, little villages made up of uh, cottages along the beach cabins along the ponds and streams, skiing, hiking, and a lot of uh, traditional New England events. However, you know, for most of us who haven't or hadn't researched um, serial killers in New England, didn't realize one, the number of them, nor did we really understand the number of victims. You have to remember, back in that time, parents and and brothers, sisters, mothers, and fathers really didn't file missing children reports for the simple reason is because of the not having cell phones or uh, computers and all this kind of stuff, um, it wasn't unusual for a child to go down to his friend's house, stay there a couple of days, come back. Uh, but with this, with this, these type of events, it leads, you know, the the predators' opportunities. And um, I will be doing a uh, an interview with uh, with Dave, uh, hopefully within next week, uh, talking about his, his uh, book that uh, has just come out, and it goes over a lot of the uh, a lot of the killers, specifically uh, Wayne Chapman. And the book is entitled Monsters, The Life and Crimes of Wayne Chapman and the Machine He Fed. So if you get a chance, it's on Amazon. I uh, just looked it up. And um, another book you might want to grab with that is the um, Missing in Connecticut, which has uh, missing... 
missing and unidentified uh, bodies from 1886 to 2011. Uh, another good book. So let's get back to our original topic, Roy Weber. Roy Weber was murdered in Providence, Rhode Island on April 25th, 2003, at the age of 19. Roy Weber, like a lot of young men in that area, worked in the male escort business. And with that comes the problems with addiction, homelessness, and the influx with not only, you know, petty crimes, but other other criminals. You know, uh, the Providence Police have been looking at this case for for years. Never made an arrest. Uh, the interesting thing is they show this black granny picture of a white male, un- unidentified mystery man, uh, who I was able to identify with some current updated photos. Um, kind of got a little information about him. Uh, he's in the convalescent home right now. Spoke to him for a few minutes. Uh, at the end of my few-minute conversation, I don't believe he had anything to do with it. <clears throat> the picture itself is somewhat misleading because everybody focuses on the picture. However, the real criminal is real murderer is still out there. A uh, few things to note. And this will be a compilation of Roy Weber Part 1 and Part 2 with some additional information. Roy Weber's body was found in a parking lot. Roy Weber had been shot. However, there there were no great amount of blood. There was no blood loss in the parking lot, which meant he was killed probably in a different location, and dumped. The body was in a fetal position, which raises the question. A normal body that somebody has shot and thrown out of a car will almost never land in a fetal position or be in a fetal position when it's found, which meant when Roy Weber laid in that parking lot, Roy Weber was alive. And in the natural course of things, Roy Weber went into a fetal position and then passed away. My interest in a case occurred when I had received a a message from uh, cold case journalist uh, Terry Sutton in Connecticut. An individual had posted on Reddit that an individual who he had identified as Dustin Griffin, had been responsible for the homicide. Now, I looked at it 
And there were a couple responses to the article. Um, and, you know, my, my thought was, and I had sent, sent a question back to this, well, how do you know this individual is responsible for the homicide? Um, I didn't get a response back. Therefore, if I didn't don't get a response back, you're probably bullshitting me. Because if you knew why this individual was involved or what part he played, you would tell me. And you don't. So if you don't, you probably don't know. Um, I mean, let's face it. Roy Weber was entwined in a web of crimes that were all petty, but were the result of his homicide. Roy Weber had stolen a lot of things from people. A lot of people tried to collect money that Roy Weber stole by visiting relatives. However, what's really not told is the depth of involvement Roy Weber had with the local politicians at the time and the police force itself. It seems to be this thing that uh, people want to deny. So where does that bring us? Well, that brings us to a statement made by one of Roy Weber's relatives who stated that Roy had shown up at his house dressed in a very expensive business suit. And when asked, when Roy was asked where he got it, he said that he was given it to, to by one of the politicians, a.k.a. the mayor. Okay. The statement made by this, the individual that Roy was speaking to, uh, Roy, Roy had been picked up and escorted to the Biltmore and was had gone up to a room where the politician was. performed a sex act, was given a suit. The politician had a bodyguard or driver, which is usually a member of the police department. The bodyguard, escort, whatever you want to call him, gave Roy Weber $400 shortly after Roy Weber was dead. Presently, the Providence Police Department is also saying that they're aware that they may have a possible person of interest, but have not actually made any arrests or have not 
without any arrest warrants. So, which kind of leads me to the thought that they have no witnesses. They have no person of interest. Um, Price that they're still showing that 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 photo around of this strange guy that they can't, Mr. and Man, that they can't identify. Well, I'll tell you, that his first name is Ralph, okay? I'm not going to give you the last name. Uh, he's old, he doesn't need your shit, he doesn't have nothing to do with it. Um, but, and here, here's the other, the other problem, and this is the real problem I want to address. There are people that were involved in the same type of lifestyle that Roy Weber was. During the time they had known Roy Weber, they had associated with Roy Weber, and to this point, they failed to provide any information about Roy Weber's homicide. Now, when you work out in the street, you know that everybody knows everybody's business. When you live the life, that's how it is. So as I speak to you, and hopefully if you're out there, send this to people in Rhode Island. I don't care, you know, Providence. I don't care how you get it to them. Hook, crook, email, whatever, text, I don't care how you send it out. But, you know, this is a homicide that needs to be solved. You know, at this point, I have two possible, maybe three possible people that I believe may have been involved in it. There's a lot of supporting facts that support my beliefs. And right now, I haven't really dropped any names as far as politicians or other people involved. Just in hopes that somebody may wake up and realize that Roy Weber was a person. He had siblings. He had parents. He had friends. And... Whoever killed Roy Weber robbed Roy Weber of all of that. You see, Roy, like many other younger people, had become a victim of a lifestyle, a very unhealthy lifestyle. And as of such, he became a victim of his lifestyle and not by the traditional means of a drug overdose alcohol medical condition Roy Weber was shot and killed Roy Weber was shot and killed by a coward Roy Weber's killer is still out there Because of cowards who 
who can't do the right thing and tell people what they know. So, so in turn, they are as guilty as the individual that murdered Roy Weber. And that is a fact. So, what I'm asking you to do is listeners who probably have a lot more technological savvy than I do to take a copy of this show or, or podcast episode, whatever you want to call it, and start sending it to whoever you can that, that's located in um, Providence, Rhode Island. Or wherever else you think you need to. Post it. You know, I believe this is a case that can be solved. Uh, Unfortunately, one of the politicians that was alive at the time, Roy Weber's death, uh, is now deceased. Um... But the only way that we're going to figure this out is by having somebody with information. I will leave my uh, I'll leave I'll leave my uh, personal email uh, on the narrative of this episode, which can be found on Anchor Radio, and. You don't have to give me your name. Just let me know what you know and how you know it. If you were there, let me know you were there. If there were other people that were there, other people that knew. Um, with anything that can link the killer to Roy Weber. You know, we all complain about the world getting so crazy and so bad and just turning ugly and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, here's an opportunity to to change that, to start a change. By maybe right now just solving one homicide. But one will lead to another, to another, to, to another. You know, imagine a crazy grassroots movement of people with knowledge of crimes, abductions, starting to tell the truth. You know, the world would be a much better place. So with that in mind, I will um, be speaking with you on the next episode, which I believe is going to be, I believe it's episode 117, and uh, until then, I am Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast.